about we do a quick dash across the hallway from the KSRO greenhouse into the KSRO kitchen where, lo and behold, it's Chef John Ash. Good morning. Good morning, Chef John Ash. How are you? I am doing very well, thank you, because I feel like a kid that's been... Um, made to sit in the corner for the last three uh, months and now there's a sunny day and i get to go outside and play beautiful out yeah isn't it it's just i don't know why i was listening on my way here to the garden talk show and i thought man everybody's going to be out there <laughs> well they should be yeah and that's okay because yeah. we have this pent-up energy that yeah. needs to be released and spring is just around the corner so it's all good signs not that we're not going to have more freezing weather the long-term forecast is highs in the 40s next weekend oh, gosh. so it's going to be back to cold yeah. and a little more rain but this is a, a nice glimpse of things respite. to come. a respite that's yeah. a good word a follow-up a little bit of follow-up from last week John, you spoke about your most one of your most recent recipes that was published, the Joe's Special, uh -huh. which is a, a great, as you gave us the history of Joe's restaurants in San Francisco yeah. developing this um, ground hamburger and spinach and egg dish. And it's a fabulous, fabulous dish. Yeah. Well, he had a follow-up question and said, good morning, John and Steve. Thanks for reminding me of how special Joe's Special is. <laughs> I just looked up John Ash's recipe. The picture's great, by the way, and I can't wait to make it. I have a question. Can the leftovers be frozen? I wasn't sure about the egg. Thanks for such great info each week, and that's Jerry Johnson. Uh, well, the answer is yes, except for the eggs. Eggs don't freeze very well, and especially if they're cooked. If you've, if you've ever had scrambled eggs and try to freeze them, they kind of break down and the water, they release water and all that stuff. Oh, but you could freeze the rest of it. Uh, and then when you're good to go, pull it out and add some eggs and go for it. So the answer is yes, except eggs don't freeze well. Freeze well yeah. Okay. Thank you for that follow-up question, Jerry. And thank you, John, for that. And also we... We're we were tardy, I'm sorry, in putting up the butternut squash soup. A um, number of you listeners emailed me and said, where is the butternut squash soup? And, <laughs> and that's, I take, I own that. I, I didn't get it put up quickly enough, but it's up this morning. Okay. Your wonderful butternut squash soup recipe. Now, how will, will that, would that freeze? Yes, of course. That doesn't I, age, I always make a big batch and freeze it. That way you, you have it on hand. You know, you can do it when you have company, unexpected company or something. And it's, and it's really delicious. And I, I love how I always think of just putting things in big bowls, but you're so clever in your presentation. You, I remember serving soup in little cups, uh -huh. almost like teacups or something yeah, like that, yeah. didn't you? Uh, somewhere along the way, I, I saw photos of yeah, how you served well, soup. Yeah, well, maybe you don't want a big bowl of soup, especially if you're uh, or having a hearty meal. Uh, so maybe uh, just a little demi-toss of, uh, of soup that would be really nice. I think that's beautiful. Maybe with some chopped chive, green yeah, chive, something yeah. on top. Yeah. I love that idea. And one more follow-up. Someone asked, hi, Stephen, John, really enjoyed your fried chicken uh, guest last mm -hmm. week. And that was Chef Eric Huang. Uh -huh. And they said, uh, remind us where he's cooking fried chicken. The Flamingo. Yes. <laughs> the Flamingo Hotel here in Santa Rosa, if you're listening from out of the area. 
It's right on Fourth uh, and Farmers Lane. It's, it's been there a, for about almost la- seven years. A landmark. Yeah. And this is called the Lazaway Club, and I think that's what confused some people. We were mentioning the Lazaway Club in yeah. the Flamingo. The Lazaway Club is the restaurant within yeah. the Flamingo, and when they refurbished the Flamingo a few years back, they added this kind of upgraded concept menu uh-huh. and started doing some very special events, bringing in chefs to do a week or two kind of pop-ups yeah. at the Lazaway. And one of them that just started last Saturday when we had him on the show was Chef Eric Wang from Brooklyn, New York, who's become a sensation like a shooting star in the world yeah. of fried chicken, of all things. Who would have thought? <laughs> well, I, th- this happened a lot. I know you've talked to a lot of chefs that had problems and during covid and fine dining yeah. was going south and decided to do a pivot is what they call it and fried chicken became very popular uh-huh. in the when you say in the past oh, four yeah. or five years yeah a lot of people doing fried chicken well and to do good fried chicken or something that's a little different and his is and thank you for saying that because there's something that stuck in my craw that a food writer wrote a couple of years ago that i'll never forget and she was reviewing fried chicken, and she wrote, after all, anybody can do fried chicken. Uh. <laughs> no, that's not true. Yeah. It, it's not easy to replicate fried chicken. Good fried chicken. Good fried chicken. Yeah. But Eric Wang has really got yeah. this down. He spent a lot of time on this recipe, and he's doing this pop-up at the Flamingo through February 29th. Mm-hmm. So you have all next week, both lunch and dinner, to make reservations and get some of his fried chicken. And the sides were terrific, too, yeah, that he brought yeah. in. The cornbread was terrific. And that bean salad. Yes, it was now, the best. I'm not sure if you... I was going to ask you about that this week. The bean salad he brought in, it was just fabulous. And it had it was kind of a sesame vinaigrette, would you would you say? I get some sesame think oil that's in it? what I recall, yeah. But I tasted mushroom in there. Did you taste any mushroom? Well, you could have used mushroom soy sauce or something. I thought um, maybe I did. It's too late. I'll have to go back yeah, and get some yeah. more because it's funny because both you and I were knocked out not only by the fried chicken and the cornbread, but that bean salad <laughs> was pretty good. Was really really good, and the dessert was lovely too. Yeah. So anyway, he's there until the 29th. Eric Huang, his heirloom butter salad, and oh, he didn't bring the mashed potatoes with the duck heart gravy because he said. You know, that's didn't going to travel well. It gets the little film. I don't know. I think it would travel well. You think it would? Yeah. Okay. Well, he did bring that. Well, yeah. maybe he wanted us to come in and taste yeah. it there fresh. And the um, the almond panna cotta. Mm-hmm. That was lovely with the ginger and peaches. Yeah. I like that dessert. So anyway, for those of you that were wondering about our guest from last week, that was Eric Wang. And if you're ever in Brooklyn, you can eat at Pecking House, uh-huh. his restaurant. So we had the pleasure many years ago of having one of the most interesting people in the food world join us on the show to talk about his rise to fame as the founder and continued operator of Bob's Red Mill. I first met Bob, Bob Moore, in San Francisco about uh, 13, 14 years ago Mm. at the San Francisco International Gourmet Fancy Food Mm. Show, which was at the Moscone Center for probably the last 25 years since moved to Vegas, unfortunately. And Bob was there with his full line of, he has almost 200 products Mm. of grain products and flour products and seed products. And we had a chance to sit down and chat 
for about 10, 15 minutes. I actually had my photo taken with Bob Moore. And we said, hey, could we have you on the show? And he said, sure, I'd love to talk about my products. And Bob Moore passed away this month at 94 years old. And we were so taken with him on the air. Um, he's like your neighbor. He, he sounds like the guy yeah, next door. Well, kind of like your, or your grandpa or something. He know. was compared to Santa Claus. Yeah. Because yeah. he had a beautiful white beard and he had a twinkle in his eye and rosy cheeks. He did look like the guy you'd see uh, at, at Christmas time talking to children. And it's interesting because he shared that he was kind of a late in life success story. He kind of knocked around and owned gas stations yeah, for a while in yeah. the Sacramento area. And then he became a retail manager at JCPenney <laughs> for years and years. And that didn't work out. And he tried some other businesses. And then and in the late 1970s, he, when he was um, oh, about 40, 45 years old, had some health problems. And he decided that he was going to give up his the food he was eating, which was a lot of fast food, and devote his life to improving his health and hopefully others. And at that point, he decided to start milling his own flour. He found a, a mill that was going to be torn down and purchased this and started working with heirloom flowers. And from there, slowly but surely, started selling very slowly packaged flowers. And over... The, 50 years or so since 1978 he built this empire yeah valued at a hundred million dollars remarkable do you use his products oh of course of but course because because there are some things you can't get except from bob's red mill you know certain like chickpea flour and, and stuff. sorghum flour yeah that's one that i have and it's funny before we did this segment this morning when I before I left to come to the station this morning, I looked in my cupboard, uh-huh. and I have about eight Bob Redmill's yeah. products, from rice flour to sorghum flour to corn meal so to what corn do you flour. Use sorghum flour for? I just I don't remember if some recipe called yeah. for it, and I just bought it. Yeah. Um, I think I've only used a couple tablespoons yeah. of it, and I can't tell you offhand what <laughs> I bought. But he he has such an interesting variety of products yeah. Yeah. that you wonder. Mm, I wonder what this is for, and I think I have. Um, arrowroot flour and cassava flour. And yeah. Some of these baking flours because I like to experiment with, with cakes and Well, recipes. and they're, they're all whole grain, you know, organic. I mean, they're the real deal. And a lot of gluten-free products. Yeah. And the wonderful thing about Bob was he resisted selling the company. You can imagine how many times he was approached to sell this company oh, yeah. over the last 30, 40 years. And what he decided to do was to sell the company to his employees. Yeah. And in 2020, every employee was fully vested in ownership of Bob's Red Mill. So he talked about making plans as far as... Did you ever visit uh, up in Oregon? His, I never In did. Milwaukee, no. Oregon. Have you been to Milwaukee, yeah, Oregon? I have, I have and it's... Uh, it's it's kind of a wonderful, funky, you know, back in the 70s kind of place, but huge. A throwback location. Yeah, yeah. But, my gosh, the amount of products that he sells. Oh, yeah. He's, he's sold in, like, almost every country of the world at this uh-huh. point, internationally, nationally. And um, this little town 
that he decided to yeah. relocate to because there was a mill there. Yeah. And that's why they he, were going to tear it down. They were going to tear it down. Yeah, yeah. And he said, no, we're, we're moving lock, stock, and bail from Sacramento area, Vassalio, wherever he was, up to Oregon to start this life. Yeah. And look what he accomplished. So these so, type of guys. So there is a message there, too. It's never too late, you know. If you're a little dissatisfied with what you're doing now, just take a look around and you might be surprised. And you can you can make a success of yourself if you're almost 50 years old. Look at Colonel Sanders, for gosh sakes. Yeah. He was a complete failure until he was almost 60 years old. Almost 60 years old. It wasn't until the 1950s that he started Kentucky Fried Chicken at a little roadside shack in Corbin, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. He was 53, 54 years old. And from there, look what he accomplished. So don't count yourself out. Yeah. If, if, if you see a, a, a product that you think could be improving or there's a something missing in the marketplace, go for it. So we have a, we have a guest today that exemplifies that. That exemplifies that. Yeah. When you take a break, we're going to come back and talk about a wonderful, wonderful article that appeared in this past Wednesday's Press Democrat, written by you, John Ash, on a, an herb that I had known about, but really had no experience using until I read your article. Yeah. We'll come back. It's the KSRO Good Food Hour with me, Steve Garner, along with Chef John Ash in the kitchen. The World in Perspective. They really do separate fact from fiction. KSRO, Sonoma County's News Talk. Yeah. License number 254603. Aunt Laura. Morning, Danny. Oh, there you are. I have an idea for the radio ads, and I know you are going to love it. Okay, Danny, let's hear it. We need a jingle. A jingle? Yeah, we need to have a jingle that reminds people how awesome our plumbers are. I mean, our plumbers are amazing. A jingle that lets everyone know we've been plumbing, like, forever. Ever since your grandfather started, Gotelli. Gotelli Plumbing can fix any problem quickly and easily. Well, that seems like a lot to put in a jingle. Already wrote it, Aunt Laura. Want to hear it? Sure. Fire away. You know what? That does say it all. Good job, Danny. Thanks, Aunt Laura. Visit us online at gatelliplumbing.com. Hi, it's Dennis from the Santa Rosa Original Certified Farmer's Market at Luther Burbank Center. I'd like to talk a bit about our market. Sure, we have great coffee, crepes, salsa, sausage, fruits, veggies, crafts, and much, much more. But to me, it's what you can't buy that makes the market special, and that's the people. You may have heard me speak with Steve on Saturday mornings on Garden Talk about buying potatoes from Tom or mushrooms from Barbara, forgetting to mention their business names. This is due to the relationships developed with those who grow the food we eat, something you can't get at the big supermarket chains. The vendors are a great resource to help create the perfect meal for you and your family. Bring your kids, grab a bite and something to drink, and Shop the Farmer's Market voted the best farmer's market in Sonoma County two years running in the Press Democrats Reader's Poll. We've been doing this for 50 years. We must be doing something right. So come and visit us at the Santa Rosa Original Certified Farmer's Market Wednesdays and Saturdays, 830 to 1. 
Hey there, Sonoma County residents. Are you or a loved one navigating the process of aging or living with a disability? We have some fantastic news for you. Introducing the 2024 Sonoma County Aging and Disability Resource Directory, your go-to guide for support and services in Sonoma County. Imagine having a roadmap right at your fingertips, connecting you to a wealth of resources designed to make life easier and more enjoyable. For information, go to agingdisabilitysonomacounty.org. Listen the first Tuesday of each month at 12.30 for Raise the Roof with Letitia Hankey, right here on KSRO. Raise the Roof celebrates people in our community who are actively contributing to or possess expertise in the field of construction. Hear great info for contractors, community members, and our youth with insights for daily life. Brought to you by ARS Roofing and Gutters. Raise the Roof with Letitia Hankey, the first Tuesday of the month, and podcasts at ksro.com. KSRO, AM, FM, and online. Depend on it. Sardo Kitchen. I'm Steve Garner along with Chef John Ash. And you did a beautiful article in the Press Democrats food section this past Wednesday on shiso. Mm-hmm. And I, I bet more of us have probably tried it but never knew that we tried shiso <laughs> if we yeah. ever had uh, sushi and things like that. Where would, where would it well, show up? Well, one of the it's interesting, one of the people at the Press Democrats said uh, that because th- that little plastic green leaf that you get on cheap shiso, inexpensive sh- in sushi, I- I- inexpensive sushi. Oh yeah, uh, is supposed to emulate the shiso leaf. Oh. <laughs> uh, and she said, "Oh, I didn't know that. I thought that just always came that way." And I thought I was going to be a smart ass and say, well, you should buy more expensive uh, sushi, but I didn't. Well, I have to tell you, I never knew that. Yeah. I thought it was just, well, it is decorative, but I didn't realize yeah. it was a replacement for an ex- more expensive ingredient than, yeah. than just plastic. Well, partly because it adds interesting flavor, and it also, with raw fish, uh, acts to uh, kill off. It has qualities to it that... Uh, make you know uh things that could make you sick uh mitigates against them so, so it has antibacterial properties yes thank you that's well, what i was struggling to say no, but no, <laughs> I, I didn't realize that yeah. either is it um it's considered i guess taste wise to be somewhat similar to mint how would you describe yeah, the flavor it's kind of a cross between mint and basil and all of that stuff, and it's it's actually quite an interesting flavor, and I th- I think I said in the article you can grow it really mm-hmm. easily. It it's one of those things that if if it finds a location that uh, it likes, uh, you'll have shiso for the rest of your life coming out your ears. And it's kind of expensive when you go to buy it in the the Japanese market. You know, a little box of. 12 leaves a couple of bucks or something like that well it's funny because i was mentioning promoting that we were going to talk about shiso 
on uh, Garden Talk mm-hmm. this morning. And uh, Lydia Costantini, the manager of Sonoma Mission Gardens, uh-huh. was listening over in Sonoma and emailed me and said, by the way, Steve, we carry Shiso oh, starting great. in spring. Another few weeks, we'll yeah. have it available. Yeah. So you can find it, but the timing has to be right. Yeah. And you can always buy seeds. I mean, they're, yeah. they're online and start your own if you want to, too. But but it's always nice to have starts. So is it? So first of all, you've probably tasted it if you've ever had good quality yeah. sushi before. Yeah. Where else would it show up besides sushi? Well, it it ends up being put in a lot of things that are non-Japanese. Uh, I mean, we tend to think about it being uh, associated with Japanese food, but it, uh, like one of the things I included, uh, one of the recipes was a shiso pesto, mm-hmm. which I put on pasta uh, because it has a really interesting, you know, herbal note to it that is unusual. And is it made the same way yeah. the traditional yeah, yeah. basil? Yeah, bit? yeah. It is. Yeah. Uh, does it have nuts in it? You, like? c- you can. Yeah, yeah, I think I put nuts. I think I put pine nuts in mine. Oh, nice. Uh, and I have the most beautiful picture that John Burgess took of uh, tuna, uh, tuna tataki, which is tuna seared on the outside with sesame seeds and all that stuff on a shiso leaf. Uh, on a plate. It's stunning. Time. It could be the cover of a cookbook. Yeah. It's yeah. really beautiful. Yeah. So the pesto is just what you said, garlic and some pine nuts, mm-hmm. if you want, almond, uh, olive oil, Parmesan or Asiago cheese, ground pepper, and shiso leaves mm-hmm. just packed fresh. Yeah. Same, same way. You, how I make uh, pesto is to blanch the leaves. If I do it with basil and certainly also with shiso leaves is blanch them just for a second. Uh, and it deepens the color, and uh, they don't darken that way, you know. So it's it's really good. Well, I, I was very privileged to be able to. That's uh, right. Ass- what did ass- you make? I forgot. I was I, I was able to. Ass- I was. John asked me, "Hey, do you want to come over and assist me in, in making some uh, yeah. of these recipes?" Well, well, you're a good cook. I'm a pretty good uh, cook. Yeah. Um, Thank you. I am a pretty good cook. And well, I'll tell you, why don't we go through the okay. dishes that you made and that I assisted with. One of them was, of course, the, the shiso and ume sauce. U-M-E. Uh-huh. What is ume sauce? Ume is the pickled plum uh, oh. that if you go into a Japanese market, and, and it shows up at a lot of things. It's kind of sour, you know, interesting. Uh, Japanese have a really developed sense of taste for things that are kind of out there like and i think that's why they like shiso too you know and is it like a umbashi plum the ume uh, y- yeah kind of similar yeah. to that flavor yeah okay and that's sweet cooking sake or mirin soy sauce the japanese pickled plum or umboshi uh-huh. plum and the shiso leaves and, and there we have it the, what do you use that for the oh, dipping gosh, sauce or? gosh anything yeah as as a little as a little condiment sauce on all kinds of things okay so that and it keeps well in the refrigerator yeah, yeah yeah the next one is shiso miso oh i like saying yeah. that shiso miso soup and miso soup do you have a preference as the kind of miso you use uh, in this? well i tend to like not so much the dark misos but miso comes in many colors uh, so it comes uh, white, called shiro miso, 
which is slightly sweet, uh, and I like that in soups. But you can use anything you want. Okay. And this one, I see you do, you used white miso yeah. pa- paste. Yeah. And then a little And garlic. you can buy that. You can actually buy it in most markets now. They do. It's become yeah. more mainstream. Yeah. So a little ginger, some serrano chili, some lemongrass stalks, a little some shiso, of course, and some vegetable or chicken stock, lime juice, and then soy sauce to taste. I, I like this. You say you can make it in an instant pot. Do you own yeah. an instant pot? No, I don't. Oh. <laughs> uh, but a stovetop, of course, you can yeah. make it in that. And how do you work with lemongrass? I have always been challenged by well, it. Well, it, it adds a really wonderful lemon citrusy flavor to it. And typically, because it's in a stalk, it's in a kind of... Uh, t- you, you take it and you... Uh, peel back the outer leaves and uh, usually smash it with something uh, and throw it into whatever, usually some sort of liquid, and it extracts that wonderful lemon flavor. And then you fish that out before yeah. serving. And w- w- when you say smash it, what do you use? Is Anything. Uh, cast iron pan you can you know a rolling pan does it is freshness important for lemongrass uh yeah i never know Uh, it's like woody bamboo well it it looks kind of half dead often when you buy it but uh but no it it keeps pretty well and it grows like crazy you know you can it's like shiso you so you could have a a Japanese garden. Pretty easily. Pretty easily. Okay, we'll stop there. We'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll go over the rest of the recipes yeah. that are now posted on our KSRO Good Food Hour webpage. If you want to bring that up while you listen to John go through the recipes, he'll give you some inside tips also to how to be successful with all these recipes. Steve Garner and John Ash in the KSRO Kitchen. Sonoma County's News Talk, KSRO, on FM at 103.5 in Santa Rosa and Windsor, and now at 96.9 in Petaluma. License number 254603. Aunt Laura. Morning, Danny. Oh, there you are. I have an idea for the radio ads, and I know you are going to love it. Okay, Danny, let's hear it. We need a jingle. A jingle? Yeah, we need to have a jingle that reminds people how awesome our plumbers are. I mean, our plumbers are amazing. A jingle that lets everyone know we've been plumbing like... Forever. Ever since your grandfather started, Gotelli. Gotelli Plumbing can fix any problem quickly and easily. Well, that seems like a lot to put in a jingle. Already wrote it, Aunt Laura. Want to hear it? Sure. Fire away. You know what? That does say it all. Good job, Danny. Thanks, Aunt Laura. Visit us online at gatelliplumbing.com. As winter embraces the north, ARS Roofing and Gutters is here to ensure your home stays warm, dry, and secure. ARS is your premier choice for winter roofing and gutter needs in Sonoma and Marin counties. Under the leadership of President and CEO Letitia Hankey, ARS is not just a roofing expert, it's a community-driven force. Did you know that Letitia Hankey founded the Lime Foundation? This nonprofit organization is making a real impact on the lives of our youth and seniors through programs like the Next Gen Trades Academy. The Next Gen Trades Academy introduces underserved and at-risk youth to alternative career paths in the trades, creating opportunities and transforming 
saving lives. But let's not forget about your winter roof needs. ARS is equipped for routine maintenance, repairs, and emergencies. Save our 24-hour hotline number, 707-584-5900. Trust ARS to keep you warm and dry year-round. More info at arsroofing.com. ARS Roofing and Gutters, your winter shield against the elements with a commitment to community. Are you tired of the same old seafood? Come and try something new at Simmer Claw Bar. Their restaurant serves up the perfect fusion of Vietnamese and Cajun flavors, giving you the best of both worlds. Their Vit Cajun boils are packed with fresh seafood and bold spices, and you'll love their bar featuring 20 craft beers on tap and TVs to catch the game. Come and experience the unique flavors of Simmer Claw Bar in Ronard Park. Text Simmer to 85100 for a special discount. Join Dr. Walter Tom for the latest procedures and trends in cosmetic surgery every Thursday on KSRO. If you've been wanting to refresh your look and aren't sure what to do, Dr. Tom and his team at Dr. Tom Cosmetic Surgery are here to help. Consistently voted best cosmetic surgeon in Sonoma County, you can trust Dr. Tom to help you look and feel your very best. Listen to Ask the Expert with Dr. Tom Cosmetic Surgery every Thursday at 1230 on KSRO. I'm KSRO's Dale Tresios with Sonoma County's most accurate, most dependable forecast. Sunny skies for today at a high of 71 in Santa Rosa, 66 along the coast. Not much wind under 10 miles an hour. Cloudy skies for tonight, low 46 degrees. Sunny again for tomorrow. Temperatures dropping though to the mid-60s. Could see some rain tomorrow night. Could see some rain on Monday, but Tuesday, sunny skies. Depend on weather every 30 minutes. An FM News Talk 103.5 and 96.9 KSRO. This edition of the KSRO Good Food Hour is being brought to you by the Santa Rosa Original Certified Farmer's Market. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing today, Saturday, from 8.30 to 1 o'clock at the Luther Burbank Center in Santa Rosa. Rain or shine, happy to say it's shine today all year long. Bring the kids, grab a bite, something to drink, shop the Farmer's Market. Voted the best for the last two years running online at the Santa Rosa Market SantaRosaFarmersMarket.com since 1967 or 68. So what does that running. mean to be certified? I don't know. I have to ask Dennis Dunn <laughs> yeah. next week. What the, what is the process to certify yeah. that farmers that sell their yeah. meet certain criteria? Back to Shiso. So we've worked our way through Shiso and Ume sauce. Shiso miso soup. Then we're on to watermelon shiso salad. Now, uh, I prepared this dish. Yes. And I absolutely loved this dish. It was sensational. And it couldn't be simpler. And I think the integral part, of course, is the cucumber yeah. in this dish because texturally it adds so much to it. Yes, it does. I think a way to think about shiso is if you like mint, uh, it's kind of in that mint family, uh, but with other flavor notes to it so anything that you'd put mint in uh, would be delicious with shiso and i bet even bartenders are working with it yeah they cocktail are people. oh god yeah 
Yeah. Do you think they are making drinks and yeah, they mud, muddle the, muddle oh, the like, leaves, oh. and, and they're they're very pretty leaves. They're kind of jagged edge, and uh, they're 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 beautiful. Well, you know, it gives me a thought. Maybe this May, John, I will experiment with a shiso mint julep. Ah. Instead of the mint, it's going to be a shiso julep. Has anybody done that before? I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> they should. be the first. They should. Yeah. Watermelon shiso salad. So you chop up a dice, some uh, Asian you can do or Japanese you cucumber. Yeah. You don't want the big fat ones. No, no, because they're too watery. Too watery. So you yeah. do that. And uh, I like to take the seeds out. I like to yeah. seed these. And then seedless watermelon, best uh -huh. you can do on that. And then some scallions and uh, the avocado really added another uh -huh. textural element to it. Really perfect and then the shiso leaves you stack them you roll them and then you cut into thin ribbons uh -huh. well julian or what yeah call yeah yeah and then toasted sesame seeds for garnishing uh -huh. that just made it and then this ginger lime dressing uh -huh. that went together really quickly ginger lime juice and honey. you did a great job so Thank you, you should we should have people look and they can yeah, see, look at the photo see, of that. see steve's creation. my handiwork uh -huh. and it's really that it, that's easy to do you toss it a little salt and pepper and then garnish with the shiso uh -huh. ribbons and toasted sesame seeds. And then, this is the photo, the money shot yeah. that you had spoken about. The ahi tuna poke with shiso. And yeah. what does poke mean? Poke, uh, it's a Hawaiian term, which means... Does it mean cutting into little yeah, cubes? Yeah, yeah. So that actually is a Hawaiian term. Yeah, how funny, you just say the word for all these years and you never realize, oh, it actually has a translation yes, it does. in the Hawaiian language. Yeah. So how do you, and of course you're a chef, so you know how to do all these things, but whenever I make poke, for some reason I, I always get sinewy. I get a like a white thing going through it, and I'm always cutting around it, and maybe it's the quality of the, the fish I'm buying, or I'm just, I don't, I'm not a good... Um, obviously, fish person. So <laughs> let, let me tell you something. You can you, you can get it at local fish markets occasionally, but if you order it online, order something called saku, S A K U, which is uh, it's what the sushi restaurants use. It's already cut into perfect little squares. Uh, bigger squares, and then you can take that and chop it up. But what they do is they pick the part of the uh, tuna that doesn't have that sinewy stuff in it. I never knew this yeah. until this moment. Yeah, I'll get. I have some at home. I'll in my freezer that I'll get. And it's called get. saku s a k u. That's yeah. what you would look for. Yeah. And that's the the prep has been done for you. Yeah. And because well, what I end up doing is wasting so much of it well, by trying to cut around it. Yeah. If you you know, often when you buy a piece of ahi tuna, yeah. there's there's that sinewy stuff in it, and sometimes some skin, and so buy exactly. it costs it costs a little more, but saku is just perfect. But then I don't have to to um, throw away maybe thirty no. percent of it, right? Yeah. Okay. And, and it's expensive. And it's expensive. So this is your basic poke re recipe. Uh -huh. um, the tuna loin, they use yellowfin or big eye tuna. Is yeah. there any difference yeah. in the flavor? Uh, no, not really. Okay. Um, some red shallot, some white and green scallion, soy sauce, sesame oil, some mirin, which is sweet uh -huh. Japanese rice wine, a little bit of chili garlic sauce. Uh -huh. mm, I like that. And then a little pinch of sugar and then... Furakaki. 
Well, that rocked my world because that was new to me. Would you describe furikake? Oh, it's it, furikake translates to rice seasoning. And so it's typically used, and often when you go to a Japanese restaurant, they'll be, they make all kinds of furikakes. Uh, there'll be a little, uh, a little container there that you can sprinkle on your rice. And it, usually it includes... Uh, it's dry, mm -hmm. uh, so it usually includes sesame seeds and nori and things like that. But they make all kinds of things. Like I, actually, there's a uh, a shiso uh, furikake that uses dried shiso leaves chopped up in it. Well, it it, it was completely new to me, yeah. and I'm now using. <laughs> I use it on scrambled eggs. Yes, on Thursday. It's it's one of those seasons. It's it's sort of like shiso. Once you get into it, it's like oh my goodness, this has all kinds of uses. Do you do you make your own or do you just buy it pre-made? Well, I kind of buy it pre-made, but you could make your own too, oh. especially if you're going to grow uh, shiso or grow some of those. Well, things. it's now what would have been relegated to the back of the cabinet is yeah. now in the front of the cabinet yeah, yeah. because it seems like almost everything I can that I'm making it, it, it goes with it goes with yeah and I, I sprinkle it on soups on you know and even things that are not Japanese or not Asian you uh, know I'm yeah. even thinking on when I do my bagel and cream cheese and salmon yeah what oh about some furikake on that fantastic oh, okay I think, you, I think you've done something then there's <laughs> and this is another dish that i did and that was the shiso tempura uh -huh. um and that's exactly what it is talk about your tempura uh, coating on this. well tempura you know translates to fried uh, it's that part of the le kitchen lexicon for the Japanese in which it's fried. It's a crisp crust, and uh, it's very simple. Typically uses a little egg, but not always. Rice flour, uh, some water uh, beaten together, and the whole idea of it is... Uh, I think most of us have had tempura something, uh, tempura vegetables or tempura fish, but you throw it in and quickly fry things until they become very crispy. And you do rice bran oil? What do you use? Uh, I just use canola oil. Oh, you do? But if you have rice bran oil, it's it's really good because it's very neutral in flavor and has a high smoke point. And then you have a secret ingredient, a couple of these. One of them is <clears throat> vodka. Yes. In this. So you combine the cornstarch, the flour, and a teaspoon of salt. Got all that. You stir it. Then you combine the egg and vodka in a separate yeah. bowl. Yeah. And why the vodka? Well, it uh, it's something I learned from an article written by, you know, our friend Kenji. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it has the uh, – what it does is it – as opposed to using water, mm -hmm. uh, it uh, it what's the word I'm searching for here? It it cooks off faster, oh, so okay. you get a crisper. Evaporates text. quickly. Yeah. Okay. So that's and why if you, you've ever done it side by side, it's like, oh my goodness, I'm using Big vodka. Difference. I'm yeah. using, and then you add club soda. Yeah. And that does helping. And same thing. Uh, and it's the carbonation and the club soda. So all of these are to improve the crispness 
Well, they were great. Yeah. And the photo, again, was beautiful. And uh, I made a mistake because I thought they needed to be really cooked. Yeah. Like, and you said, oh, no, no, it's overcooking. I thought I needed to get a deep brown no, color. No, 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 no. But it really, I was thinking, oh, no, this needs five, six minutes. No, he said, doesn't. no, no, about a minute to two minutes max. If you ever go to a Japanese restaurant and watch them cook it, it, it happens very quickly. Yeah. And especially if you fuse vodka. Okay. Yeah. Well, all of these recipes we talked about, making your own furikake, the pesto, the fabulous miso soup, everything is on the KSRO website. Give Shiso uh, a swirl it, around it, the da- it'll, dance floor. It'll be the, the newest uh, thing. And we're going to take a break, and we're going to meet a really cool guy okay. in just two minutes from now. This is a KSRO Good Food Hour with me, Steve Garner, along with Chef John Ash in the kitchen. Digging deeper on the stories that affect you. Makes me think about things a little bit differently. KSRO, Sonoma County's News Talk. Does your business need advertising but cash flow is a challenge? Then contact us at the My Sonoma Deals program. It's a cashless program based on trade. Are you a restaurant, a golf course, a boutique, car wash, bowling alley, jewelry store, or florist? There are so many categories. Contact My Sonoma Deals now to find out if your business qualifies. Just go online to MySonomaDeals.com and click on contact. That's MySonomaDeals.com and click on contact. Hey, you're up next. Ugh, my throat hurts so bad. There's no way I can sing tonight. Here, try these. Vicks Cool Drops. Yeah, Vicks Cool Drops has maximum strength menthol with a rush of Vicks Vapors. Ooh, I can already feel it. I told you. So, you ready? I'm ready. Vaporize sore throat pain fast with Vicks Cool Drops. SoCo Private Security is a local family-owned business based in Santa Rosa. The new management team has over five decades of security service. Whether you need fixed site, vehicle patrol, or special event security, SoCo Private Security can help. Shopping centers, HOAs, private residences, banks, hotels, and more have enjoyed peace of mind with SoCo Private Security since 2013. More info at SoCoPrivateSecurity.com. SoCo Private Security, the new breed in security. Does your business need advertising but cash flow is a challenge? Then contact us at the My Sonoma Deals program. It's a cashless program based on trade. Are you a restaurant, a golf course, a boutique, car wash, bowling alley, jewelry store, or florist? There are so many categories. Contact My Sonoma Deals now to find out if your business qualifies. Just go online to MySonomaDeals.com and click on contact. That's MySonomaDeals.com and click on contact. The holiday season is behind us, but in Sonoma County, there are many families without enough to get through the winter season. You can help right now with your donation to the Redwood Empire Food Bank. Donate money, donate food, or donate your time. All good ways to help the hungry and food insecure in our community. For more information, go to refb.org, refb.org. 
This reminder comes from Ongaro and Sons Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, and Electrical, because we care. Hi, I'm Patty Manett, manager of the Healdsburg branch at Exchange Bank. At Exchange Bank, we know Sonoma County. We also know it's a tough housing market. If you're looking for a local mortgage expert, our in-house loan consultants are here to help. Swing by today and let's talk mortgages. Exchange Bank, where your home story begins. Learn more at exchangebank.com. Exchange Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender, NMLS number 643948. All loans subject to credit approval. KSRO, AM, FM, and online. Depend on it. Kitchen. I'm Steve Garner along with Chef John Ashen. We are so happy to welcome Toriano Gordon. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for coming in today. Hey, thank you for having me. I know you drove up from uh, South San Francisco to be here today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. And you have a, um, at, it's more than a food truck, but it is a food truck here in Santa Rosa that mm-hmm. opened last, was it October, November, somewhere Octo- like that? October 7th. Called Vegan Mob. Vegan and, it, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's vegan food. Right. And you started, did you start in Oakland or in San Francisco? I started, well. With the first vegan mob. The first the first location was in Oakland, mm-hmm. but I started out of the trunk of my car. So <laughs> I started delivering wow. um, all around the Bay Area, just dropping off food. and then Farm markets and things Farmers like markets. And uh, pop-ups. And then the first location ended up opening up in um, Oakland, California. Where was that? Originally? That was at the Lake Lake Park Avenue mm-hmm. um, in the, uh, on the, in the district of the, where, the, where the Lake Merritt is. And is that still open? It's closed. It's that closed. So we closed Oakland in August. No, September. September... 13th and then opened santa rosa in october november yeah october wow, yeah, you're yeah. a you're a, a madman i'm a madman i know my wife calls me a madman too <laughs> and where's the san francisco location the san francisco location we don't have the san francisco location oh. so i'll shut down the san francisco location to franchise oh yeah because i thought i was gonna be able to just run san francisco and it'll be uh-huh. light but it's 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 always work. So what I did is I just shut that down, and then we opened up actually San Bruno maybe a month after. Um, so was Santa Rosa down. the first franchise? Santa Rosa is the first franchise. That is pretty extraordinary. Wow! And you have a cookbook that's not even out yet. Yeah. It's going to be out on Tuesday, the February twenty seventh. Correct. The cookbook is coming out Tuesday, February twenty seventh. Um, you can pre order it. Through the link in my bio, you can go to Amazon uh-huh. and just pre-order it. And I see you guys got your copies already. Yes, we did. Yeah. Penguins, Penguin is ten speed. Sent you guys some. Yeah, yeah we they sent us. A that's, copies. that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking. <laughs> I, I brought some up here, so I'm glad you guys already have some oh, copies. It's called Vegan Mob, yes. Vegan Barbecue, and Soul Food. And are the recipes are all the recipes in here? Are some of them available at the food truck here in Santa Rosa? Yeah, yeah. Um, about. 15 of them all right maybe 15 so, 20 so yeah. how did you how did you become vegan um well i i wanted to be healthier ah. yeah 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 my um 
you know, I always when I I got okay. So <laughs> back in 2010, I had something called septic shock, and I almost died. I um I um came, I lost my vitals, you know, wow. and then I came back to life. You know, I, I, I totally went flat, um, and it was due to you know bad health. Like it wasn't it wasn't like necessarily the way I was eating. Uh-huh. It was just a, it was the way I was treating my body. Uh-huh. I was eating. Um, I was um, using drugs, uh-huh. drinking a lot of alcohol. Um, I was living a different lifestyle. Uh-huh. I was I was in the streets. You know, um, so I went into a program, um, Salvation Army program. Um, faith-based program and when I went in that program I did a lot of praying I did a lot of meditating and I didn't just give up um, alcohol I didn't just give up drugs I wanted to give up the lifestyle all all of it and so in in the lifestyle wasn't just okay I'm just not going to stop hanging in the streets I want to start treating my body differently and so I didn't go vegan right away because I really didn't even know how to eat healthy Right, um, until I met my wife, and she was she like took these nutrition uh, classes, and she showed me the right way. So, um, fast forward to about 2018, I had got a, like a flu, and the flu wasn't going anywhere. And we watched the, this video called "What the Health," and we had already been vegetarians on and off. And then the, "What the Health" just I was like, all right, I watched that. I was like, all right, I'm a, I want to go vegan. And so I, I stopped eating cheese, I stopped eating meat, and the flu like disappeared. I don't even think I ever really get sick anymore. Like I, I I'm a knock on wood, but yeah. I, 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 since so then I've been doing real good. It works. Yeah. 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 So veganism kind of helped save your life. Yeah. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because without veganism, there would be no vegan mind. Mm-hmm. It changed my life drastically. Like I, I don't know if you guys know, but um, I've been I've been in music since I was a teenager. I've been, you know, I never really liked to go mm-hmm. to go work for somebody, and so I always was an artist. I always did music. Always loved food, um, but I decided to start Vegan Mob when I was in grad school. Because one thing I also did when I got out the program is I, I went back to school and I, I was on the dean's list uh, five straight times, I, top of my class, and then I went to grad school to become a therapist. And when I was in there, I was like, all right, am I doing this for me or am I doing this to impress? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I want to go back to me. So I, I decided to open up a restaurant, incorporate hip-hop, uh, use social media, just everything that I love. And... I wanted to do a barbecue soul food restaurant, like organic, and my wife was like, "We vegan though, so there would be no vegan mob if I didn't try to if I didn't decide to make the healthy choices and changes that I made." It's it was, a it's a remarkable story, and you have uh, your grandparents or parents were involved in restaurants in the Fillmore and Divisadero area in San Francisco. Is that correct? Um, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we grew up in that area, um, the Haight Ashbury area, the Fillmore area. Yeah. Um, my my mom's side was on the hay side. My my dad's side was in the lower Fillmore area, and that's where I hung out on the Visadero, um, all through the Fillmore. That was my stopping grounds. You know, that's and your family had a restaurant. Uh, my my family had a restaurant in uh, um in 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 the um Knob Hill area. In Knob Hill. Yeah. So my <laughs> grandfather, um, who is not my biological grandfather, but. Uh-huh. The father of the 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 person who raised me, yeah. you know, um, 
which I called dad as well, um, he had a restaurant called Napier Cafe. Wow. Which was a French restaurant. I don't know if you guys heard of that. Um, and then another restaurant called Rula Peak just recently closed down, which is another French American restaurant. Yeah, I, I know that one. You know about Rula yeah, Peak? Yeah. And I grew up in those restaurants. And like I remember sitting on the counter and they're making um, Caesar salad dressings. And, you know, and I just, I, I was in love with it from a kid, <laughs> you know? Um, so it's just a matter cook. of time before yeah. you got back in touch with your restaurant roots. Right, 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 right. <laughs> just got, just got, just got in touch with my restaurant roots. Uh, it was, it, it, you know, it was, it was written. Talk about the food that's in front of us. What do we have on our mm. plate this morning, Toriano? The uh, what we got on the, what we got right here is we got collard greens. We got uh, the barbecue spaghetti, which is a, is which is um, barbecue spaghetti. You uh -huh. know, I grew up. Going to brother-in-laws on the visit there on Grove. I know brother-in-laws. You know brother-in-laws. Oh yeah. And brother-in-laws had this spaghetti, which was with barbecue and mm -hmm. spaghetti sauce mixed in, and I mm. always loved to get the spaghetti. And I believe Big Nate used to have some. Big Nate, yeah. Yeah. Nate Thurman from the Warriors. Big, Big Nate from the Warriors. He, Out so, there at Slope Boulevard. I right, right, right. And so, um, I decided to add the spaghetti to the menu and, and, and with the little barbecue twist because it was what I grew up on. Then you got Tasha Slaw. That's my cousin. She taught me how to make the slaw. Mm. And so I named oh, it beautiful. after her. And then we got the creamy Cajun potato and what, salad. There's cranberries in the slaw? It's cran I, that's what that's the twist on it I threw in there. Instead okay. of instead of uh raisins, I'm not a raisin guy. I, I associated with preschool, <laughs> you know. So that's so ele I, elevated coleslaw. Yeah. Right, right. So I, so I threw, I, I threw that. Uh, I threw that. Uh, 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 I threw that um, cranberries in there. Little rough, good. Yeah. What yeah. else we have? We got the creamy cajun potato salad. Mm, nice. We got the brisket over there. Oh, now this brisket. Talk about that. that well, we so I get the steak from Chef Chu. He's the actual creator of that protein. And um, I smoke it, and mm. I add my sauce to it, and we, we turned it into brisket. That's good. This, Thank you. This Thank chef, you. This Chef Chu, you source your, a lot of your meat from him? Two, two, uh, the fried chicken and the, um, and the brisket. Um, oh, man, that's really good. And the collard greens. Oh, yeah. I learned to make those from my, my uncle from Houston, Texas, mm. and my grandmother. But what I did is I just turned it into vegan. Usually, so with... with, with um, the collard greens. My grandmother used to make it with salt pork. Are you ham hock? And or ham hock, right? But I turned it when I before I went vegan. I would put smoked turkey. Oh, so no, I was always trying to like switch it up and put the health into it. So um, we we put we put bacon bits in there. Oh, that's yeah, smart. We put and then it looks like yams. Oh yeah, we got candy yams. We got candy yams, and those that's straight out of my grandmother's book right there. Nothing different. So where is Tell us about the location in Santa Rosa, because people who are listening to this, yeah, yeah, they're they're gonna pile in there. Go to go to Thirteen West Third Street. Thirteen West Third Street. Thirteen West Third Street. It's actually inside of the Cultural Experience Center. Okay. Um, they're the ones who franchise. They got this great concept where they have a juice bar in there called Moss Juicery, where you can get juices, fresh squeezed juices. Um, they have a um, boutique in there. And what are the hours? The hours are from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. And there's indoors 
what uh, days? Seating, uh, Wednesday through Sunday. Wednesday through Sunday. So Wednesday they're open now. They're open now. People go down there and get lunch. Pull up on them, baby. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and the book is V. Now we're going to give away an autographed copy of your book right now Come to on. a very lucky listener. Come give on. me your favorite number, Toriano, between one and ten. Seven. Caller number seven at 636-1350 will win an advanced copy of Vegan Mob, Vegan Barbecue, and Soul Food by Toriano Gordon. Caller number seven, 636-1350. I'm sorry we don't have more time. It's all good. But you're, you're going to be back. I'll I be back. I promise you, okay? I'll be back. Uh, next time, maybe I can bring something up here. Maybe we can. You guys got a kitchen? Oh, yeah, yeah. we do. Yeah, yeah. We get, I can cook something up here. Okay. You heard him say it. it. Yeah. yeah. John Ash, thank you. Yes, you're welcome. We will talk next week, I promise you, at the Good Food Hour. I'm Steve Garner. Thanks for listening. Much love, much love.